On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out what the taste buds thought about Black Widow, if the two-part Flash finale elevates a rocky season, and who was the MVP of the second season of X-Men, the animated series. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode. Um, nobody really comes to a show for to hear the host, though, so um, I'm going to bring in... I brought some other people, I guess. Uh, they're the court <laughs> gestures. I was, if people come to like be entertained, these are our court gestures, and I have two of them. Uh, first off, let me introduce Ryan. So, you are king, queen, prince, and princess. Yes. And then you have two court jesters uh-huh. that dance for your entertainment. Dance, d- I would say do a, what is it, a jitty? A j- jig? A jig. You just do a jitty. <laughs> I think Ryan's more of the court jester. I'm the court gesture where I just make talking big hands because I'm Italian. <laughs> okay. And but I do need more entertainment than that. Like are you guys able to throw in some jokes every once in a while? Like what is what's your resume here? You're already on here, but I do need to see your C V and your resume. I hate reverse interviews where you get hired within a month <laughs> in. They're like, all right, but, but like why what can you did really we hire bring? you? A month in. This is episode three hundred and ninety. Like, <laughs> well we Let record several episodes a day. People don't know that, but we started recording episode one earlier this week yeah we've just been locked in the studio not moving at all just covered in our own piss like an astronaut <laughs> is that what happens up in space well you guys keep going to the bathroom yeah I'm dedicated <laughs> cassie and i will walk the 10 feet over <laughs> to the bathroom mike's like no i'm just gonna piss on myself it you is- guys said I couldn't use a bucket in the corner, so I said, fine. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, no, that's on us. And well, every time you're like, no, don't make me piss on myself. We said you couldn't use the bucket in the corner because you had to use the bathroom. <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> there's, a, there's another step there. No, there's definitely there's something going on in communication here. There's a breakdown. Okay. How come every time Cassie hosts a show, it just goes to bodily fluids right away? <laughs> Because her, her whole shtick is, I hate it, but before she's like, if you guys don't bring up body fluids, <laughs> I will slap the shit out of you. And she's got a mean left hand. Listen, you guys, stop giving like behind the scenes things here. Like that's Yeah, that's, that's what Patreon's for. Yeah, then they know what, it, what happens behind the scenes. But like on here, I'm just your good friend, okay? I'm a solid host and your good friend here. But you never- Not behind the scenes where you're bad host and a worse friend. <laughs> Thank you, and that's my CV. Again, you guys avoided the questions. What else can you bring to the table? Avoiding CVs. Great. Yeah, we're very good at that. Uh, <laughs> the art of misdirection. Great. Devil sticks? Devil sticks. So it is like, I know we're mostly audio, but you'll be able to hear the... Oh, shit. Oh, some devil stick <laughs> ASMR. Wow. <laughs> we're going to hit big with this one. This is it. Um, was that a fumble? That I Did I detect a good fumble? Yeah, there's a good fumble, but I caught it. Man, that's pretty. That was pretty impressive. Uh, I know you guys also. I guess. Uh, can you talk about uh, comic book TV shows? Is that on the CV? Are you guys? 
Uh, we've been uh, to do that Mandalorian. Th- fuck off with the Mandalorian, okay? It's a show that should have been covered by us. Like, why wasn't that one covered? Because we do show shows me the comic based book, the on comic books. <laughs> I'm it's, pretty sure you say it every week to start the show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen a Star Wars comic, okay? That's close enough. Yeah, but those book, are comics based on movies. Comic book. Why don't we cover book. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Because those also later became comic books. This has got to be the first time we've ever done the show with somebody who's like, "Can we cover more things, please?" <laughs> yeah. Like, what the it's, fuck? What is wrong with you, man? It's not. Why don't we cover Doctor Who? Because I'm sure there was a one-shot graphic novel one time. You know Why what? not Doctor Death with Pacey? <laughs> okay, I feel like you guys are going down a slippery slope. I just have to make it where I was wrong, and I got to correct this. Like, it now has to be, I'll do whatever I have to to make it where I wasn't wrong on record. So now we will cover those shows. Uh, yeah, Mike and fans, I bet you all $10 each that we are covering Mandalorian Season 3 on this show <laughs> when it comes and out. And Dr. Death Season 2, <laughs> starring Pacey. <laughs> You guys are welcome for that. Um, that won't be happening this week, though. This week, for the main event, we're covering The Flash. Uh, two episodes of that one. It's a big one. And then, But before we get to that, let's go to the bullpen with a Black Widow review. All right. We are here for the bullpen. It's been a while since we've been able to do a movie review, but uh, Marvel movies are back. So we got Black Widow. Ryan, catch us up with it. After not getting a Marvel movie for a year and a half, something that Cassie just said, so thanks for You're that. You're welcome. Uh, something that we did as kids, no problem, but now seems like a criminal offense. The pandemic finally subsided enough to give us Scarlett Johansson's MCU swan song, Black Widow. The movie lets us know what Natasha was doing immediately following the events of the Civil War, where Nat was hiding out until she was called back to action in order to stop a bad guy. She has no choice but to enlist the help of her quote-unquote family including two Russian spies played by David Harbour and Rachel Weisz, and her sister played as an adult by Florence Pugh. They fight, they bond, they team up, and they bring the bad guy down. Taste Buds, I ask you this. One, did you go to the theater to see this movie? And two, was it everything you needed after our long, long hiatus? I saw this shit in IMAX. I oh, forgot damn. how big Ooh. IMAX is. That's it's double overwhelming. theater. It is overwhelmingly <laughs> big. Was it your first what movie back? What was the other question? <laughs> no, my first movie back was In the Heights, then Fast 9, then Black Widow. I love the movies, Ooh, Ryan, dang. and I miss them so much. Cassie, did you pay the $30 to Disney Plus? Um, no, I went to the theaters as well. I saw it in XD, so the seats rumble in XD, and uh, they rumbled the most for the trailer for that new Matt Damon movie. Like, there was little rumbling in the movie, but that Matt Damon trailer, uh, it rumbled like hell. Is that the last duel one? The, uh, I don't know, he's like in a foreign country trying to save his daughter who's no, in jail. that's a different one. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Adam Driver in a movie coming out soon where they play like medieval warriors. Oh, man. <laughs> So, awesome. That sounds awesome. Uh, that feels like a late 90s movie. The second question, Cassie, was it everything you needed after our long hiatus? It was. It felt really good to see a Marvel movie again. Like, I was with my, I saw In the Heights before in theaters. Like, that was my go- back to the theaters one. But there was something about seeing, like, the Marvel come back up on the screen. Like, it felt so good to have this mm-hmm. back in theaters. It was fun. I had a lot of Uh-oh. fun watching it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of fun parts. I do really like Scarlett Johansson as Natasha. I thought uh, Yelena was an awesome addition. Having just a different kind of snark in there, uh, making fun of it was good times, and she's one of the best actresses working. But it did feel, I think, not just a year and a half of not having it when it should have come out. I think what hurts it is having watched all the Marvel TV shows, uh, actually trying to do something. 
and this one, it's it was a good old time, but it's crazy how little it tried to do and how little it cared about anything. See, okay, so I've heard a lot of complaints about how it doesn't, because it can't, connect to the rest of the MCU and like set us up for the future. Is that what you mean by how it's no. not trying to do anything? I'm saying how we talked about how WandaVision was a contemplation on the history of sitcoms and grief and how we go to pop culture when we're distraught and how Loki is about identity and destiny. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier was your classic, this is just a fun action thing. But even that dealt with like the history of racism in America. And Black Widow attempted, I thought there were cool parts of like the the bad guy from Snatch who was like the the world's only natural resource we have too much of, little girls. But that was like a throwaway line to make it seem more important. If they had like somehow dug more into child trafficking and how we treat women, it could have been epic. But it really felt shallow throughout. Do you think that would have been the movie to handle that, though? Like, would you? Who should do this? Who is that up to Marvel Black Widow? They could do Marvel's version of it, which they've done with with the TV shows. Uh, uh, but like, it really did. And I'm not the first person to say this, but by by the third act, where it's like we've seen Marvel do this exact third act so many times of a falling flying fortress while people are jumping around doing stuff or like it's crazy how little i cared like i was like i'd rather go hang out with them at dinner again please. That, okay so let's get to that one second the the dinners the dinner scenes of the entire movie but to me mike i think that i i totally agree with you and for me it was this feeling of like disjointed um almost as if they had to keep going in and cutting the more it got delayed the more marvel things that came yeah. out on tv uh and i don't i don't necessarily know if that was the case I do know that this was supposed to be our invita- or our introduction to Julia Louis-Dreyfus, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. Um, it, it felt like it, there was a very odd pacing about it where we weren't really... Taskmaster was whatever, and we weren't introduced to the actual like real big bad until way later on. And at yeah. that point, I didn't give a shit at all. Is it possible for the movie to let's get to the family? Is it possible for the movie to just be about the family coming back together as the main goal instead of one step to the main goal? Yeah, that's what I thought it was because like that was it. I guess because of the timing and everything, like it was, it didn't seem like it was about as much like uh, Taskmaster or anything. Like it seemed like it was more about the family and trying to get like some healing there is like what I took as the main thing. Yeah, that that would have been awesome if it was just like a super deluxe version of the americans and you'd never have to deal with drake off and it would have been more character grounded and more emotions and like well i think so many issues but like i don't know more about scarlet or not scarlet black widow right now because of this movie yeah like you know and her movie should inform us well i mean it should do something it should feel like it matters other than she has a sister who will now be taking her place it it really was as far as that goes more uh, Harbor and Pew's movie, as mm. far as like who we're learning yes. about, um, and you know, in a, in a lot of ways, figuratively and literally, it was a you know passing torch. up the torch. Yeah, that literally doesn't really work there because nobody held a literal torch. But you guys know what I mean. Um, <laughs> passing of the vest. So there, we we get an early scene that I thought was incredibly well done. Like inc- I was I was super uh, strapped in after the first like ten fifteen minutes of seeing what this quote unquote family has to do. Yeah. Um, in order to make it out of America, and keep in mind, like who were we did this with the Americans as well, but we're rooting for the country's arch enemies at the time. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and 
we're so attached to our Marvel characters and in such like disillusionment with our own country, we're like, go Russian spies! Yeah, steal that information, <laughs> burn those buildings down. And then after that, after, you know, Natasha grows up and then after about 45 minutes or so, she starts putting the band back together. Yeah. And but they go to a farm, which is what you do. 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles taught us that. <laughs> and they all start hanging out and they start joking around for each other, joking around for the audience, um, mm-hmm. apologizing and very specifically not apologizing. Um, right. Was this... Did this contain all of the reasons to see this see this movie in this like 20 minute stretch? Yes. Yeah. And like that's what we said. Like if there wasn't a big bad, the big bad was parents not being horrible at apologizing. That would be awesome and destructive because like he is a big dumb dad and he's awful because he can't get how much he hurt them by openly saying, I don't want these kids. He just Jimmy Stewarted in front of them <laughs> saying, why did we have children? And then Rachel Weisz is uh, like, she's just one of the team after she almost kills a pig and doesn't blink an eye. Like she is a monster and the movie does not sit on how awful she is. That's not because Drakeoff made her do it. She thought it was hilarious to watch her family freak out that she was killing this pig. I want to clarify real quick how awful she is as a person, character, how incredible she is as an actress. How, oh, amazing actress. How little Rachel Weisz is in this movie is a fucking tragedy. That's what I say about every movie, but this one, it really hurts because she actually wasn't part of it. Wasn't she in the movie The Mummy? Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, that's the hottest any of those actors have been, my wife just pointed out. It's The Mummy. It's so fucking great, man. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> but if it didn't have... So, story was... Was it's mainly story that was lacking for you guys? Like, when their action was, like... Even was the action up to what you thought, like, or was it, I, it all kind of just lower, more subpar than you were expecting? I, I mean, I enjoyed the the ending freefall, but like Mike said, we've seen that before. It's mm-hmm. still fucking awesome, but yeah. we've seen it before. Yeah. The prison breakout of the, yeah, uh, the Red yes. Guardian, so cool. It yeah. was cool, but like again, it felt wedged into a movie that had other things on its mind. Yeah, I wonder, so the director... But you have to. Was, you have to have set pieces when you have to have set pieces. Mm-hmm. Right. The director was talked into it. She said no at first, and then oh. Scarlett talked her into it. And I wonder if the parts that shine are what she cared about, and the parts where, like... And we've, we've known this at this point, where they take really good directors, and they're like, don't worry about any of the action. We have our B team who will handle that. And if that's why the, the disjointedness is there. Hmm. Can we, real quick, because uh, we talked about the mom and the dad... Um, Marvel hasn't really attempted yet to pass the reins over in any way. Oh wait, no, they did. There's something called Falcon and Winter Soldier. But yeah, um, so far we're not totally sure if it works yet because we haven't seen Captain America four. We haven't seen mm-hmm. we haven't seen Sam lead the Avengers in a movie, so we're not totally sure. Um, I could not have more faith than I do right now after seeing Florence Pugh play Hell yeah. Yelena. Like this was. Like she stole the movie up and down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's what she does to literally every movie she's yes. in. Uh, she is the greatest living actress we have. And again, like what Mar- Marvel's like one of the dings at it is the, the the sameness of the characters, the quips. I don't think they're all quip the same. And I think she her her kind of snark. I, I cannot wait to see her on a full team mm-hmm. making fun of everybody's superhero coolness. Well, there's this thing that happens throughout all uh, movies like this. You know, like. Will Smith quipped, and so now we all quip like Will Smith for a while until Robert Downey yeah. Jr. comes out, and then we all quip like that. Um, I think one of the reasons that Ragnarok worked so well is because they all found their own yes. quippiness, you know? Mm-hmm. And Florence Pugh, right out of the gate, was like, well, I'm just, I quip like this. And it was, it does, such a it feels like Amy yeah. from 
fucking Little Women mm-hmm. just fighting and quipping like Amy from Little Women. Versus the chick from Midsommar just yes. duking it out. Yeah, I think it's why she just, like, I was so enamored by her and her character that, like, that's all I needed from the film, really, was, like, she was on screen so much, I was like, you know what, this is a good film. <laughs> yeah, I, she, I mean, like, we're supposed to look forward to the set pieces, but I was sort of bored when she was not on screen. Mm. Yeah. And it, it, another, like, if, if I'm allowed to keep picking nits about things that I wanted more of is OT... Uh, Fegbenley? I don't know. The, the the husband from Handmaid's Tale, and he was like Natasha's equipment oh. getter here. <laughs> he is awesome. I love this guy. And everybody thought he was Taskmaster because people were like, well, here's an actor we recognize. They're not announcing who Taskmaster is. Mason in this movie. Uh, it, it just felt, he felt weird. They're like, well, we got to have this kind of character. And it really mm-hmm. didn't. And it just made me want more or less of him. No, like it- either don't have him in the movie. Or make him there. It, I mean, it was for one reason. Like, it, it did feel weird. It felt like the movie was either cut to shit or something else happened. And what happened is we're, he's there solely for us to think that he's Taskmaster. And Nat is going to uh, get her heart broken again. Mm-hmm. Like, the, he shows up in the beginning and she shows up at the end. And, we, like, it feels like they put in their own red herring and just, like, really hung 17 hats on it. And the Met Herring was not red. They should have done Scream style and made us actually wonder who... At no point in the movie did I give a shit who Taskmaster was because yeah. the movie didn't seem to care. Mm-hmm. And so they pull off the, mas- the, ta- the Taskmaster and it's, uh, you know, it's a woman. And I, I think yeah. we're supposed to be shocked because it's not her boyfriend. But also, uh-huh. I don't know who this woman is. So Yeah, that's the thing. is that I didn't care at any point. But then when they revealed who it was, I went, huh? <laughs> like, and I love Taskmaster. In the comics, I think Taskmaster is badass, and it, it is a bummer that they just made it souped-up Winter Soldier mm-hmm. instead of the Taskmaster. But that's—I feel like this is also a, yeah, like th- this is a another major disappointment because, as the movie explains but doesn't show, Taskmaster learns people's moves. How awesome would it have been if we saw her roll from a Captain America to a Hawkeye to a Hulk to a? Thor, yeah. you know, and it was just it really just told us that and then showed us a pretty good fighter. But yes. they those characters weren't in front of her. So, you know, how would we have known if she did a Hulk smash? Like, we can't see a Hulk smash and know a Hulk smash unless Hulk's in front of us. So just scream Hulk smash. Like, do I have to come up with all these ideas? <laughs> there, there are like important moments throughout the MCU where so she did this, the shield. So obviously that's Cap. And then she had claws. That's Black Panther. But it felt a little like, see, we're doing it. But if she did, like, if she jumped down and did the Iron Man pose, like, they, I think if they could have tweaked it, didn't like zoom in every time she did it and did it more frequently and did it from the big moments throughout the 23 movies we have, or it would, it would be there the whole time. The ultimate solution is just a montage with her. She buys like the 25 disc MCU set yes. and just starts taking <laughs> notes while she watches all the movies. In, in Heroes season two, there was a new character, a teenager who had this power, but she would just watch YouTube videos right before she had to go do something. <laughs> of Heroes season one? Of Heroes season one, and then she would just do whatever Peter Fratelli would do. What, what the fuck would we think of this movie? If she bought, if she went to Walmart and bought Love Black it. Panther. Love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Marvel movie. Uh, uh, and I do want to point out, too, that uh, for all of us pew heads, um, she is supposed to show up in Hawkeye, where she's going to take over for Natasha. And that's also the show where Jeremy Renner hands the reins over to uh, <laughs> Haley Steinfeld. So that's that's yeah. so important. To, <laughs> I'm to, so excited to watch her, the two of them together kill Jeremy Renner. It means uh, more pew and less Renner. Yeah. We're yeah. truly blessed. Wow. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> 
Um, I do like if I could say one good thing that I think this show did, it was that like it did have the only like only the women were competent in this one, and it was a very yeah. like female like superhero movie. But it didn't have um it, like it didn't have its moments where it hung up on it so much and drew so much attention. Oh, to like it. a part where you're fighting Thanos and all of the girls land in the same spot at the same time. Yeah, and say, we'll protect you. <laughs> yeah. At no point did it do that. In that, it, well, like yeah, and even the most of the bad guys were yeah. I I would. I at this point because Disney Plus stock is rising, I would be like, let's watch a Black Widow's TV show, and mm-hmm. it is about the, the the ones who have been turned good now are infiltrating throughout and trying to get their sisters back. Yeah, to not kill every president. I think was his plan. <laughs> All the presidents, but yeah, that felt good. We are out of time for Black Widow though, so it's time to head on over to our main event. The seventh season of The Flash is over, and it all ends with Barry and Iris finally getting married. No, wait, we already did that one. So instead, it ends with Barry and Iris renewing their vows. Cool. Before we get to that, this two-part season finale gives us Nora and Bart, Barry's children, the return of a bunch of old speedsters, and a fight with Godspeed, which is how I thought rain happened when I was a kid. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Find something in these two episodes that gives you hope for Flash's eighth and probably last season. Godspeed. Oh, why has it rained? Godspeed. Godspeed. Okay. Oh, I, there it is. Good one, Cassie. Thank Real you. Real fucking funny. Cassie. I was Thank trying you. to put it together, yeah. Put my uh, <laughs> all into that joke. What gives me hope? And don't be an asshole and just say, I hope it's the last season. Right. No, I'm trying to He's He's really trying something. to pull deep right now. You this know is a hard one, though. Pretty sweet. Hmm. For no reason at all, suddenly all the speedsters have lightsabers or yeah. special moves. Like twice throughout the last episode, uh, there's just like a speedster upgrade. And so Team Flash all gets their own special like Mortal Kombat move. And then in the final battle where Thawne and Flash fight Godspeed, they all just decide to have lightsabers. Fuck yeah, man. Lean what? into that. Are you like the whole time I was watching, I watched both these episodes back to back. The whole time I was like, don't be mad. It's just this is not a show for you. Um it's okay. It it doesn't mean it's terrible. It's just it's you know the the tone of the show is like set in and it's not, and then the lightsabers came out and I was like no fuck this fuck this show <laughs> this is bullshit. It do you know what it feels like? It's how when we talk about the Simpsons. Not that the height of the Flash was ever near the worst of the Simpsons, but it does feel like this season the the jumping in and out that it's young folks who grew up watching early Flash are now writing it. And what really narrowed that down was Cisco being the he has a star. He has star star labs ministerial garb now, mm-hmm. and he does their re- renewals. And he cannot stop fucking making a running commentary on their special day. Yeah. And I know vow renewals are lame, and only lame people do them. But that doesn't mean you get to fucking just talk out of the side of your mouth throughout it all. I wanted to murder him. Hold on, I have a very important question here. Has Eobard ever shown up, and Cisco been like thon 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 thon? No, that's Never. a legends thing. That seems crazy. It does seem crazy. But it was like, the. I guess we could talk about the wedding at the end because I think that's what drained all my energy. Like, I was staying strong for so long and I was like, it's going to be okay. And then they went to the vow renewal and I was like, it's absolutely not going to be okay. But um, before we get to all of that, I guess, I guess back to the lightsabers, like, the there's something about the timing of the show where everything felt off. Like even just the like sound effects to everything felt delayed. Like the lightsabers <laughs> would hit and then you would hear like a sound. Like it seems like everything was just a little off on it. I will say it, though that something that has maintained 
coolness since the very first episode is uh, Eobard Thon's the way he looks when he's being fast. Why does nobody else do that? That's yeah, the minute so the minute frightening. He put his still. mask back on. He's yeah. just like, well, I'm gonna creep out Godspeed, and it's just <laughs> like it, it's just blur with red eyes, and it's horrifying. <laughs> it feels like he cannot not do it. <laughs> I don't care why he's back. The show barely made an argument of why he would come back and help Barry, but it, yeah, seeing him like that is dope. The um, what really drew me crazy drove me crazy with that is so this show loves to do close-up on faces and nobody knows what to do with these close-ups and there's about eight million of them in an episode <laughs> but when they would do they did so many close-ups on him with a blurred face and i was like you're spending yeah. 30 seconds on this and we're getting yeah. nothing from it like we cannot you want to make him. us a little sick <laughs> but that's that's such a good point though is that so much of the runtime is just like uh jay garrick will be like well this is a party now and Bart will be like, yeah. And then it'll cut to Barry and he'll like do the smile and he'll look down yeah, and he'll wipe a tear. And it's just, and like, these weren't all shot together. They're not performing no. with each other. No. They just have all of this footage. Is this of COVID with, style? That's why? It might be, honestly. And then I guess we should maybe feel bad for talking shit, but like, it's. Oh god! It's no, so no. It, it, did it age down? Like I could be misremembering the first two or three seasons of The Flash, but it, it always felt like Arrow's younger brother, not Arrow's younger brother's kid's kid. Mm-hmm. And this really feels like uh, I think I told you about this, like just in a real life conversation, not recorded. That this feels like Power Rangers. Like this is you get home from school and this is what you put on, both yeah. in in how there's numerous Godspeeds. How the how Godspeed talks. Thawne looks creepy, and when he talks, he is creepy. There's that very, like, I'm a human who will murder your mom vibe to his voice. <laughs> but Godspeed is like, hello, the Flash. <laughs> and nothing is actually scary there. And then these kids, these fucking kids, Bart and Nora, I, they, they just pulled people who have never heard what acting is, I guess. Uh, it's bananas. Bart is specifically, the way that Bart's character works is specifically designed to annoy me. And like anytime that you're gonna have Bart Allen on in a comic or in a movie, like he's he's sort of annoying, right? As, yeah. as right. that's like a feature. But this performance right here, which is like cr- somehow cringier than Ezra Miller's like whole "I'm a cool Jesse Eisenberg" thing, mm-hmm. like it was maddening. But honestly, Nora sort of sneaks by as like it's not as annoying at first, but she's an even worse performer, especially when uh, I think she's supposed to be in her mid twenties. The, the age character, thing is confusing. But she talks like she's nine. Yes. Uh, her talking to Speed Force Nora, uh, it was, was, that's when I was like, oh no, this is for five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was the most confusing thing and what made me like, I could never get into it because I couldn't understand what age they were going for. They look almost 30 and they are acting like seven <laughs> and nine. Like it's insane. You know, Mike, going back to what you said before, uh, it's a really good question about the aging down thing. And... I guess we're older, right? We're seven years older than when we first saw it. But it's not an important seven years. We're like... No, I don't think 28 to 35. Uh, you change that much. I think what's going on is that the show has always been cringy, but also knew how to be endearing. Mm-hmm. And when you sort of move away from the endearing, when you sort of like run out of ideas... Run? <laughs> <laughs> out of ideas, and you just have the cringe left. And that's what mm-hmm. makes it feel like children's shows, is that... It really has nothing to offer except the broadest, dumbest smiles and winks. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, at every moment, even even characters who like we've been around, there's for some reason we got a two minute flashback of what Frost and Cisco were up to mm-hmm. in their fight, 
And even there back and forth, I was like, you guys have done better than this mm-hmm. yeah. before. What what the hell is happening? It's weird because they're like, nobody had chemistry together. The only part where I felt like anybody was acting was surprisingly when Barry went to like mind molded with uh, Godspeed or Hart or whatever his name is. August Hart? Yeah. So like when he's in the throne, like I felt like that guy was acting like in that mind space or whatever. Like I was like, here's some acting. But he wasn't told the rest of the cast was phoning it in. So he's like, this is my chance. (laughs) He went for it. He went for it for sure. But the other thing too about that scene. So like this is, we get to have, even though it is taking place, but it's not, but it is uh, because it's sort of in Barry's mind or in Hart's mind or whatever. um, We get to have a very clear white hat speaking very white hat terms to a very clear black hat who oh, right. like there we do not need nuance neither one of us like neither one of them are trying to like bring the other to the side we're we're going to talk about a show a CW show later that is actually incredible at presenting both sides of an argument and mm-hmm. sort of making you make your own decision that's the reason why this worked better than everything else is because it didn't even try to do that it was just i'm a good guy you're a bad guy and so right. even though it was effective, it still fucking felt dated. Like, mm-hmm. we all as an audience have moved on past that, you know? Yeah. But there was acting, Ryan. You got to understand there was acting I, there. And it was appropriate point, acting. Yeah. Barry to roll his eyes and be like, I've had this talk with how many of you evil speedsters? <laughs> the evil speedsters. I was confused as, like, Barry's characterization, too, because once he, you know, like, everybody, well, the whole families, everybody was like, just give them, like, you know, organic speed or whatever and i was like what is like what is the purpose of this like he, they're actively working with like the bad guys essentially like that's like the, always against they're saying give in to terrorism yeah because he says i'll kill people until you give me organic speed and so his stupid ass daughter is like yeah just give him what he wants yeah, let him 9 give- all over the place i don't care like <laughs> there's like I understand where Cassie's coming from, and like typically for something like this, Cassie and I have watched a lot less of this this season, so Mm -hmm. sometimes these questions are like, well, why didn't you watch the whole season? But with this, it's just straight up stupid, because they say these terms like organic speed, or the bigger one was, he's your thon? I didn't know he was your thon. (laughs) You're taking off the table. You didn't tell me that you had a thon. That's not a fucking real thing. Like We all have arch enemies. We all deal with them in our way. But like, oh, you you use this magical term of he's your thon, mm-hmm. and so now you have to you have to you're pulled off the board. They're trying to make something sound legit that is not. <laughs> Don't stop trying to make your thon work, right? <laughs> oh man, I guess um, I do kind of want to talk about the wedding because it was absurd. Is there any other points? Can we just dig into this wedding? Yeah, let's just dig into just <laughs> this wedding. This was insane. I figured it was going to be. Leading up to this, I thought it was the series finale, and then once I saw there was like a vow renewal, I thought it was for sure because that's how you know people wrap up seasons. Yeah, what a terrible letdown that must have been for you. <laughs> it really oh, there's was. More? When Thon hinted at like I'll I'll be faster and I'll come back, I was like, what the fuck do you mean you'll be back? What are you What are you talking about? But yeah, then so that was disappointing, and then we still had to sit through this vow renewal where Cisco was quipping, and we got a full song from Bart. A uh, full is, that is is based on his acting ability and then that this kid gets a song 
uh, is he like a Disney kid that we don't know about? Like, are, have we aged out of knowing who this star is or something? I feel like he should have been better if he was a Disney kid because Disney kids know to match, or unless it's on the production side, but his acting clearly didn't match up, you know, with the song in the voiceover. Like, he didn't. You even... want to talk about lightsaber sound effects off? That this was fucking off. song was crazy. <laughs> like, he didn't have the mic up to his lips when the sound was still right on a okay. mic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, wait, why would he put the mic down? And then yeah. I was like, oh, no, there's. There's an issue here. This isn't the character <laughs> making a decision. But it was also like, hey, I just want to sing you a song. You're just too good to be true. <laughs> like, <laughs> And also, that's cool, man. During the reception, you don't yeah. fucking no, interrupt but- the ceremony because you have a little <laughs> song and dance for mommy and daddy who haven't even had you yet. Straight up like... Meeting these kids, like- I would get a vasectomy if I was born. <laughs> And the fact knowing they're kind of in the future, so do whatever you can to stop them from yeah. coming into existence. Now just, I'm your thon. Snip, snap. <laughs> just imagine going to the best side to me and saying to your daughter, no, 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 I want to stay awake, and I want you to hold this picture of my children ahead of me so I can watch <laughs> I it disappear. to watch them disappear. Uh, it looks like that he is, uh, he has been in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk with Caitlin. I'll get the deets. And <laughs> that is the best name for anything ever, though. Yeah. On Live and Maddie Cali style. Liv no. and Maddie, Kelly style. He plays Liv and Maddie. He plays. <laughs> he plays Holden Dippeldorf. What is that? An <laughs> honest a, name of a character is. So everybody knows Liv and Maddie. So is Liv and Maddie Kelly style, where there's like fries and guacamole all over the show. Gotta I, be. Gotta be. Wow, way to bring back that. Is the Supreme Court have, <laughs> does have sour cream on top of it? Joke. <laughs> Well, that's probably all the time we had to talk about the Flash. It was uh, it was some bangers of an episode. We're not watching it next season. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like we're just not. It's never going to be the main event again. This is which, it. Which episode was technically the hundred and fiftieth? The first one we watched last it? week. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, insane. Yeah. They didn't care about that episode at all. They just didn't care about anything. We didn't even get into the fact that Speed Force is a person named Speed Force. <laughs> fucking Speed. Yeah, we didn't. They call her <laughs> Speed Force Nana, and then she barely helps. She goes. She when they're all fighting and showing off their unique speed abilities, she snaps and like knocks out eight of the speedsters. Uh, Bitch, there's thirty more. Knock them out all if you're queen speed. Yeah, and if you're able to just snap people down, like where the fuck, like this should be over instantly. Why was everybody struggling so much when she can Thanos shit? Our, Iris is like, well, are the other forces here? And Speed Force is like, uh, they're a little busy right now. <laughs> they have bigger issues to deal with. Thank you very much. Fuck this show. <laughs> it's a bad one. Oh, before we go. The line, God, Godspeed did say, uh, come to daddy, my children, to gather all the Godspeeds. Yeah. So that's the show we're working with. Um, I think done. he also said, tag, you're dead, which is not a line either. <laughs> the one thing that's impressive about Godspeed, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a chant with people, but it's hard because one person will always change the chant. Yeah. He'd always be like, kill the adversary, kill the adversary, kill the adversary. He's right there. And then everybody would know to just say it, to switch to he's right there when they were chanting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's impressive as far as being a villain goes. It was it was pretty <laughs> cool. That, um, that is all the time we have to talk about The Flash, though. I do have some time to talk about a website, though. So, Mike, tell me yes. about a website. I have this website idea that matches you. First, there's a quiz, and it says, what David Bowie song are you? <laughs> and then once you narrow that, there's a second quiz, and it says, what fast food combo meal should you eat while listening to that song that you are oh okay and i think people will love it there's algorithms it's very visual it's very interactive this can't just be two random things you picked out right it's leading to some sort of joke for the two of them it i can't tell yet i'm waiting 
No, that would be Ryan style. Mm, this uh, one just has and two Colin Mockery would definitely have a, a, a direction there going. But Ryan Styles uh, and Colin Mockery is that our two nicknames? <laughs> okay, we're gonna go and tour it and disappoint a lot of older people who are our age. <laughs> Should have read the poster better, bitches. <laughs> All right, new idea. This is our tour page. <laughs> And on our tour page, it might also tell you what David Bowie song you are to tie to what fast food combo. But it's mostly, uh, we're going to be in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Roll Tide. We're going to be in Ohio. Branson, we're Missouri. In, we're big in, in Branson. Branson, Missouri. We're oh, big in Branson. Love you guys over Alaska, there. Alaska, Juno. So, yeah, go there for all those dates. It's going to look great. I could do this myself, Cassie. Okay. Well, I guess he could do it himself. No, I so could do it myself. You I shut d- up. All right. He could do it himself. I'm proud of Mike. You guys are going to get so many hits on your website. You're going to get so many people going to your tour. I'm so proud of you. Um, but I will tell, not you, Mike. I'm going to tell other people yeah, about. Um, don't tell me shit. <laughs> not you. Take your headphones off. This isn't for you. Uh, I want to tell everybody else about cybersprout.net in case you want to make a tour website that will actually get people to your tour. Um, they'll oh, help she's you talking out. talking shit on me right now. I can't hear because my <laughs> headphones are. Oh, but he, he stayed on the microphone. Cool. <laughs> That's good. It was a good decision. That's more of what you can get on that tour. So do not get Did tickets. Did I hit mute? I didn't hit mute. Okay, there he is. He's finally muted. All right, so cybersprout.net, uh, they handle everything for you. They'll work with you hand on hand or hand in hand. Co- they focus on collaboration. They got a goal-driven design. Uh, the website, they'll make sure it reaches the right customers. It's premium hosting built for WordPress. They handle security, maintenance, and backups. So if you want a good website, unlike Mike, cybersprout.net is the place to go. And Mike sucks. And Mike is lame. Um, <laughs> you guys are right. I'm back. <laughs> What'd you say? Now that you're back, Mike, it's time for us to go to our poll list. We are back for the poll list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Legends of Tomorrow. This week on Legends of Tomorrow, we check in with John as he struggles with his lack of magic. Constantine makes a deal with a vampire accountant to find the fountain of magic or healing or whatever you need. It'll get you there, fountain. But he and Spooner run into fascist trouble in 1939 Spain. Meanwhile, Mick deals with being pregnant. Taste buds ask you this. How believable is Constantine's heel turn at the end when he starts juicing and getting the evil magic potion to give him magic? I gotta say, man, I had sort of already bailed. I've, I think I have a thing with... I don't know if it's this show specifically or with the genre in general, but Constantine alone is like the sort of a worst-case scenario for me on Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... like The magic stuff loses me. And it's not, I don't think the story was poorly told. I think I, what I realized is th- one of the reasons that the Constantine NBC show, which is so crazy to think that like, that was a thing, <laughs> um, didn't work for me as much. And why I loved him so much on Legends is because one, the performance is undeniable, right? Like, yes. Matt Ryan is great at it. But I think he needs a legend or two around him yeah. in order to fully come not alive. Not a spooner, a real legend. A real, okay. <laughs> I, I thought that she did good too, but uh, someone a little, maybe a little more wacky than Spooner has been so mm-hmm. far, um, so that he could be he can roll his eyes, he can smoke his or not smoke his cigarettes, and you know do, have his little comments. But I, the 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 deep how like deep this got into the lore of what it means for Constantine or what's his name, the painting, Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley. Like I I always just start to like fade out. I I'm 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 a magic geek. I love that kind of shit. But 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 I think you're totally right. He needs the wackier legends around him. But it's also and I, this is nature of what comics and everything. But like how repetitive. He's we've watched Constantine 
fight against the darkness already. And that was his whole thing with Astra. Like, how far would he go to save this little girl's soul and all that shit? I don't want to watch a, him go through that same thing again. I'm pretty sure there's 400 Vertigo issues that are this exact same thing you're talking about. Of, oh, how big of a dick should I be? How close to the darkness should I be? How, what is the correct price to pay for magic? But when you're going to ad- adapt something, you don't have to. Like, now he, like, Legends is our most original show because they do just lift D characters. <laughs> and throw him on a ship, and it, the, the the story itself isn't based on anything. You don't have to be like, "Well, he did this in the comics." Now he's just with Zari and Bayrod and Sarah. Yeah, I think Run, too, go I, nuts. I think that the comic books, and I'm not a connoisseur by like I maybe read one or two trades in my entire life, mm-hmm. and then I've just seen him pop up in like Justice League Dark or whatever. But I think the thing about Constantine, Constantine, as the Brits say, it, <laughs> um, is that it's how how well can you write his one liners? Right and art. I think it was for so for like oh, so many yeah. of the four hundred issues, like such an art showcase, and that's not re- really what we get here. And it just doesn't. You can slow burn a little better in comics, and we because we've seen him grow. It doesn't feel like more in the arc. It's just flip floppy because like now he has a partner in Zari. Wouldn't he talk to her about what he's going through? It's and... two steps forward, one step back. So in the next episode, he will be changed a little bit, but nowhere near as much changed as he was at the end of this episode. Right. It, yeah, it was just for, for being a show we love. And I think there were moments here where John kind of opens up about like how he grew up and what it was like growing up like by in small town fucking london or england like that it's like do that more than like and now i drank magic drugs (laughs) i think another thing too and this is on me this is not on legends this is my fault but it's i i I think that i've sort of gotten to a place for it especially in a week where i have to watch the flash i'm excited to watch legends because i want it to see what it does with that whole legends thing like how is it going to outdo its wackiness like what kind of uh tropes or genres is it going to i mean mick getting pregnant is crazy uh-huh. like how many of those and when we have like compared to other legends episodes a fairly simple character piece sure he's fighting nazis and whatnot but still relatively speaking like kind of a you know just a thoughtful character piece i get a little bored i think and the, the b plot it almost was like you know what the legends do we're not really going to show you most of it <laughs> like <laughs> of like nate bayrod and Alien Gary because he lost his glasses. It made me go. I was like, was that guy filming something else and he couldn't be there for most of the week? This this is the episode that made me think. Okay, they ran out of money with three episodes to go. Like <laughs> they switched the pink gremlin to a giant Sasquatch, and yeah. we barely saw it. And when we did, it looked terrible. <laughs> I do. Um, so you said there's three episodes left to the season? Because like, I was just it, guessing. I don't know. It is late in the season though, right? Like this is, but like. Does it seem too late in the season to do like a character focused one like this? Like, should it be leading? Was it leading to anything to the big plot, or does that not I really how Legends works? It just seems know like what a the weird big choice. plot is this season. I, I really and don't think. I think that a lot of shows just said like we're gonna. It's gonna be catch as catch can as far as shooting right. with COVID going on, mm. and so I think that that's why we're skipping it. Oh, okay, all right, I'll give them that. Um, do you guys got moments of the week though? I'll start with you, Mike. Yeah, a real dumb one that made me laugh out loud and not in the normal Legends way is uh, there's this mute telepathic kid and he takes off because he's scared at a certain point. And even though they know there's Spanish Nazis, Spooner just stupidly runs right after him and gets taken down immediately. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, 
you goddamn superhero. Maybe don't run unarmed <laughs> right into four guys. Everybody's got to learn that lesson, you know? Uh, Ryan, what about you? We have five episodes left. That's not uh, my moment of the week. All right. Uh, but I think they're I think they're trying to do a thing like the NBA is doing of we're going to do this late, but then we want to get back on track. So it's going to like take a month off, and then mm. at the regular time, the next season is going to start, which is good because I like the show and we're running out of shows. Uh, but my moment of the week is actually when the Nazis are going over like their uh, resume about all the stuff <laughs> they've studied. And it's like the Spear of Destiny, and mm. it goes through all of this legend stuff. And I just love a, like a nostalgic clip show. And yeah. it made me realize like how much stuff we've been through with the legends. And sure, it sucks that the Nazis were also there, and they're into the same things that we are. It always sucks to find <laughs> that out. About oh, Nazis. no. Uh, but no, it was like, we have, we've been through a lot. I wish they had kind of like in a 80s style, like uh, kind of invisible outline of those things so we see like kendra from season one with the spear of destiny like as he's saying it's like remember we did all this (laughs) we did all of this uh legends of tomorrow is sundays on the cw our next show is superman and lois in this week's episode of superman and lois clark and irons are working together to bring in lar before she can break out edge in the process clark decides that they're that there do need to be Kryptonian weapons for protection against him. Meanwhile, the kids are getting into trouble, and the town still super hates Kyle. After realizing there is no other way, Edge falls into his father plan, father's plan and starts his transformation into the Eradicator. Taste buds, I ask you, how much time do I need to give Mike to just yell about this? Who told you last week that this is exactly where we're going? <laughs> Somebody saw the called shot. I don't know. I thought you were like they just weren't gonna do it. I thought they put all the pieces there and we were gonna watch you lose your mind, but they nope. they did it for I you. I think Mike. the season finale, we think Suit Clark is dead. And then the beginning of next season we're gonna get the four supermen doing stuff. One of my my moment of the week is Mike from I think last week saying, I texted Ryan this theory. And then I started to believe it. And like he had just, th- as his thumb thought of the, se- the theory as he was texting. And he was like, that's amazing, Mike. I know it is, Mike. Good job, Mike. We did it again, Mike. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's uh, I, I, a bigger leap, I think, than, than thinking of the Eradicator. Because they called the machine the Eradicator machine or whatever. Uh. The, M- the Eradicator MRI is thinking about how Jordan can th- is one leather jacket away from being Superboy. You know, like, yeah, they're all here. They're all coming. He's just the 2020 version of the shitty teenager. That leather jacket, one earring, buzz fade. (laughs) It was in the 90s. What I would like to see is Lois's stupid dad get ripped to shreds, RoboCop style, and they put it back together. But now he's mostly robot, and he's the fourth. He's Robo Superman. Yeah. Mike, if you could control yourself on this while we talk about what might happen, <laughs> if you can just bring it down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can. I'm going to be so excited, but they're Request obviously adapting it differently. Absolutely not. So much of uh, the death of Superman was who's the real one. And Which is not this, the case here. We already know Morgan Edge is the Eradicator. Mm-hmm. But so I, I'm excited to see how they're adapted. This show is, even when it's cheesy, it's fun. It's To me, it is the reverse Flash. Yeah. Uh, not like always blurry and red-eyed, but like <laughs> fun and knows what it's doing. Yeah. And even the non-stuff that makes me squeal, the boys getting into trouble and g- ditching school with girls. Loved those scenes too, guys. It was so cheesy and awesome. Um, Elizabeth Tolick, if I may, strikes me a lot like Melissa Benoist because 
even when Mike and I are talking about real shows, like real Emmys, we're like, oh, Emily Benoist should be nominated. Wait, do you guys watch <laughs> Supergirl? Do you like it? We're like, absolutely not. No, it's, no. it's a trash show, but <laughs> she's amazing. But because she's on a CW show, um, it's an acting style that is not typically nominated. But yet it's right. still so winning and charming and perfect. Uh, Elizabeth Tolick has that same thing where mm-hmm. it's not what you would expect from Elizabeth Moss on Handmaid's Tale, right? Like, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, no point does Tolick just stare at the camera for eight minutes straight with an eye, one eye twitching and tears shooting out of her nose and I their know, blood. I saw her do this eighteen times before, but I wonder if this one means something. Oh different. wow, <laughs> Moss shit dog here. <laughs> um, I am every time I watch the show, I'm more and more impressed by her. Uh, doing the CW acting style, but also rising so far above it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a, a million amazing moments in this episode. Um, but how many moral or ethical dilemmas did she tackle in this one episode? <laughs> too many. <laughs> All of them. But like, what <laughs> did you feel trolley. like it was too many? Or were you just like, damn, Lois, go. It felt like too many when she was in the middle of arguing, like <laughs> protecting your family versus journalistic integrity versus versus lying to your best friend slash boss. <laughs> like it's just like, man, I would just go on vacation slash for a weekend. Punching your grandpa, dad, like all of it. She handled it all. <laughs> I hope he's not a grandpa, dad. Grandpa- I hope there's no weird incest. <laughs> thing. He's a grandpa, dad. <laughs> I just I thought that the show did a really good job pacing wise of having this episode sort of be Lois and the no good blustery day. What is that book uh-huh. called? Uh, just like, I mean, there's a point where she's getting in the car and she's like, we'll talk later about the weapons that were designed to destroy you. I yes. have to go bail Jordan out of prison. <laughs> yes. And she sold all of those moments, I thought. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She definitely had a lot of the major moments in this one. Um, I do want to talk about Edge always like his He's probably the worst actor to me. And then um, until we saw Young Edge. Young Edge, a.k.a. David Blaine, blew my mind. We kept going to this little David Blaine training in a cave. And I was like, what's happening? Why? Especially because we saw that throughout the season. Mm -hmm. It didn't reveal anything in this episode that it didn't before. Except the one where he's like, hey, can I talk to mom for a second before I go on my life-changing adventure? And Ghost Dad was like, no. And he's like... (laughs) then why do I have her crystal? And he's like, so I can rub it in her ghost face when I'm <laughs> successful. Which should always be a red flag for any dad. And they always do the exact wrong thing. Like when your kid comes up and says, hmm, we've been talking for a while. Can I talk to mom? <laughs> and then dads are always like, I'm going to now double down on the fucking disgusting, abusive person I, I have been previously. Uh, good old dads. The dads, man. <laughs> good old dads. Um, we do get in this episode, we do get Clark and Irons like working together as a team. Like he's living in their barn, I think, and just officially part of the team. How did you guys like uh, those two working together? They gave a good fist bump at the end. It's the fist bump, right? (laughs) Like the Cassie just ruined everybody's moment of the week. Oh no! (laughs) Scratching it off. Yeah, yeah, I I like them together. I like that Clark is like, I trust you because you'll kill me if you need to. Mm -hmm. That's why you're my sidekick now. (laughs) And John Irons is like, I need a life, and Clark's like, Yeah, but. What do you got? <laughs> but you can always come back to kill me. Like, what are, where are you going to be? Italy? You can come back and kill me. It's fine. And such a weird dynamic when you think about that they've both been married to Lois. So yeah. at some point, the <laughs> yeah. three of them are going to split a bottle of wine and do what Uh-oh. I like. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do have... Bottle of wine, Mike? They're going to split up. Not on this show. They're going to each pour one <laughs> bottle of wine into a giant glass. They're just straight from the bottle. Um, the town does still super hate Kyle, though, and um, yes. <laughs> they still aren't telling the daughter. This is still absolutely wild, but we did get to see, like, 
Kyle ran into his old, like, well, not his old, but his fellow crewmates at, it's, like, a diner and shit. I fucking <laughs> love it. And, like, he runs into them and he's like, guys, it's me. Because Kyle is confused <laughs> like we are. What is going on right now, right? Yeah. Everyone loved Morgan Edge. So Kyle goes up and, like, makes this, like, two-minute plea about, like, I, you know who I am, blah, blah, blah. And still everyone, without fail, is just like, fuck off. <laughs> <And it's> Including... <laughs> The guy on an O2 tank who Kyle pulled out of the burning building. <laughs> I know it's going to get resolved and it's going to end and it's it's not going to be the case anymore. But for right now, I fucking love it. Everyone, don't. everyone has a Kyle in their life. Treat them like this, please. Lana, uh, yeah, Lana is like, life is so hard now because that town's treating Kyle. I want somebody to be like, if you leave him, it won't be hard for you <laughs> anymore. Be, you will be our favorite person in this town. They just throw a Lana parade the next day. <laughs> you did it. It is confusing because like this show is good. The actors are good. The writing's good. But with him, with Kyle, they throw it all down the drain. Like this dude would have been drinking by now. The kid mentioned like the kid mentioned that like it's only a moment until like he's easily off the edge. This fucker right. would have been off the edge. Like he was yes. off the edge. Well, he's he off the. He's currently off the edge. The Morgan edge. <laughs> oh, hate that I set that up for you. Yeah. Why would you say it I like know. that? Yeah. I, I hate myself. Stop uh. reading the notes Ryan passes to you because you're not. You're not. You're not putting it together quick enough. Cassie. Every time she thinks it's going to be a compliment, so she says it out loud, and it <laughs> never is a compliment. One day I'll learn. But like the 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 resolution, like there's going to be some sort of like brain. Everybody's like, forget. No, no, no! Like they, they, they're they've all been like brain warped into thinking this, right? Because there's multiple mentions in this uh, episode of how, uh, you know, Morgan Edge employees they like they, they're doing something with the brains. I don't know why they would direct it all at Kyle. It's like uh, <laughs> but just it's hilarious. It's like people you've been punked. People like Kyle's thoughts about how the vaccine is a microchip actually coming true, <laughs> and it actually is all about you. But still. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. We are almost out of time. So let's go to moments of the week. Ryan, did I ruin yours? Was it a fist bump? No. My moment of the week is, and it's not going to be, you have to see it to like understand how fucking funny it is. But uh, Lois is giving Clark shit about journalistic integrity. Yeah. And Clark is yeah, like, this is the one. <laughs> yeah. It's mine as well. Yeah. And Clark is like, uh, we've all played fast and loose with the rules of journalism, Lois. Yeah, and the delivery like, is amazing. <laughs> he's just openly said that they've broken journalistic ethics throughout their career because of who they are. Okay, I know you're <laughs> Lois Lane, but come on. I'm Clark Kent. Shut the fuck up, dude. It's also good because when you have a woman that angry in there and you yeah. antagonize with something that is her career, like, mm, okay. You are, you are like, you're gambling with making that fight go from one day to two weeks. Yeah. And he fucking, he rolls those dice and I loved it. He's always the perfect spouse. Like, he never, like, he has the right thing to say. And in that moment, he was like, mm, okay. So. Just, no, it was, it was the fucking verbalized version of, oh, okay. okay. It shows how human he is. He's like, I've had a raw, long fucking week. I don't want to do this with you right now. I honestly, Lois, I don't want to do this with you right now. So I just need to tell you. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's, unanimously. It's, yeah, it is the best. In an episode where Clark was like, I can't explain to you how powerful it was to just let go, to just like, you know, not have all this control on me like I always do. Even with that in this episode, it was the most human moment of Clark just going. <laughs> Oh, man, you have to watch it just for that moment. It's Tuesdays on the CW. Uh, that was it for our pull list coming up next. Uh, it's time for Extaz. Okay. 
Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series. We are still celebrating season two because it was a banger of a season, it's a banger of a show, we will never let it die. Um, and today we're going to be just giving away season awards. Each episode we gave away some awards, but this one is going to be for the whole season. Can I ask real quick, Cassie, what you guys thought of the season like was it as good as season one was it a little bit of a letdown i think it it's hard to live up to (laughs) season one season one is very good and this one i think what was it was just so charming to constantly be stuck in the savage lands i think that's like all i could focus on is that like they literally drug this out for a season and i respect that it's like somebody will be like oh season two that's the alpha flight season i'm like no Savage Land. Literally the only thing that happened. It's a Savage Land. Yeah. The Alpha, you mean in the one episode? Sure. But yeah, where season one, it felt like there was more general propulsion. The whole season was kind of aiming towards a story. Mm-hmm. This, other than the 30-second check-ins of the Savage Land, it was much more like, you know all these people now. Let's spend an episode getting to know each one. So it did mm-hmm. feel mis- more disjointed. Did he say the 37 chickens of the Savage Land? <laughs> Is that who rules the Savage Land? I wish. Oh, we haven't gotten chickens. there yet in this show yet. You guys will meet them. I wish it was season. instead of, what is it, Sauron that everybody just accepts? Well, he's 37 chickens in a pterodactyl suit. <laughs> that, you know what? That makes more sense for his character. That would, that would make sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I did still enjoy it. There's something about Extaz. It's still just always enjoyable. Um, but we do have overall awards to give. Um, so it's going to be our same awards that we uh, and a couple new ones. So let's start with best side mission of the whole season. Mike, what do you got? I mean, I know by the end it's the main mission, but so much of it, it has to be Professor X and Magneto walking through the Savage Land. That is the best side mission. <laughs> Just Now, is there a specific one, or is this every single time we saw it? Uh, it's in the early couple, where Charles is like, what's going on? And Magneto goes, there's no time! And then they <laughs> camp for days together. <laughs> Why have we lost our powers? There's no time! Oh, is that Magneto, the person who created all these monsters? There's no time. There's <laughs> yeah. The side mission of no time. Simply no time. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for it? I actually, because that's not a side mission. That's the main mission. So Mike's is automatically it's, eligible. It's technically garbage. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're gonna technically hear garbage. I'm going with the aforementioned Canada. I thought that the show does a really good job. You have to admit, even better than comic books of saying, here's seven new heroes and here's what they do. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so now we have Alpha Flight and we know all those people and we know that Wolverine has a past with them, and we know that mm. uh, there's a couple, you know, and maybe the the boy of the couple. It's not the Red Guardian, right? North Star. Maybe North... No. Different one. doesn't matter. Uh, maybe he has become a traitor, and he's working with the bad guys. It's a lot for one episode, and I yeah. I thought it was the best. Mm-hmm. For 17 and a half minutes. But you're, that's the whole episode. You're saying that whole episode is a side mission. Yeah, when I think right. side mission, I just mean like... The main plot, Like I guess. Gambit went to New Orleans... Mm-hmm. You know, like so. I guess I was thinking side mission to each episode has its main mission. Mm. So you, you well, thought you thought incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, you, you did. No, you're up. both chumps. You thought well, like a damn fool. Last t- last season, the one that won was Wolverine went to Alaska. So there's it's precedent that says that you're wrong. You're a president. Fuck you. <laughs> Good one, got him. Uh, my side mission is um, Beast trying to get a blind girlfriend. Because oh, it yeah. was just an absolute soap opera of an episode. Wait, hold on, hold on. 
tried to get a girlfriend who happened to be blind. Yeah. It's not no, like Beast, Beast woke up one morning no. and went, I'm going to date a blind chick. He was Gotta find her. too determined. There was too much going on. Um, and I just really appreciate that one. I'm going to give myself a point for that one. Just right <laughs> out the gate, giving that to me. Uh, next award, let's go to best costume. Ryan, what do you have for it? I think this one is so fucking obvious. And I think when I was a kid, I thought it was stupid, but... It's so perfectly ridiculous. I am going to wear a cape, like all heroes do. But I'm going to make it go high above the shoulders, and then I'm going to cut big strips at the bottom. It's Mr. Sinister. He absolutely has the best costume. It's probably the most iconic. You know, like, if you did a Pokemon silhouette, like, you would know it was Mr. Sinister. (laughs) Uh, He did a Pokemon (laughs) We all know what that means. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, I, I went with long shot because I think best and also of the era. Mm. We're not doing a season long night, most nineties thing, but like his like big old boots, bigger than they need to be his bandolier, even though he doesn't have a gun and then his mullet, like all leather outfit plus mullet. mullet. And he has like his logo just so you know who he is. He has his st- <laughs> the star here. That's also tattooed on his eye. Branding. Branding is so important even in the future. Um, for best costume, I have Kazar. Even though Mike didn't show up in this cosplay, you gotta love a good loincloth. Like, you just gotta respect this. Uh, but I think I'm gonna give that one to Ryan, just because it is so recognizable. I do think everybody knows that one. Uh, let's go to worst villain. Mike, what do you got? I'm going with the external. She was, like, the big, big bad in the Gambit episode. Mm-hmm. She was, like, the swamp queen who rose up and was like, you don't oh. know what I want, and I won't tell you, and tithe me, I and I won't have the rules. Yep. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Like, that felt like such deep lore and made fucking no sense in even a show that we're used to doing that kind of stuff. And it was bananas what she was after. <laughs> Wait, did she vote for Trump? She probably voted probably. for Trump. Because she sounds like a deep lorable. <laughs> but yeah, if something can sound out of it, like if you just, we set the bar low, like we'll just accept a lot here. And for that to be stand out is a lot. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? For what? What the fuck are we doing now? This <laughs> worst is worst villain. villain. The, fucking, the fucking eyebrows you made after you said that. <laughs> uh, worst villain I have is for sure. I don't know if this is going to count, Cassie. You're probably going to DQ me right away, but it's the nasty boys <laughs> together. It's just the, like, we love a group of D-list villains uh-huh. or D-list characters, right? Like we love legends. We love all of these things where we get, like the nasty boys. They don't work well together, and not a mm-hmm. single one is mm-hmm. like thoughtfully created. Mm-hmm. It's they're just the most is base. not problematic. <laughs> First thought, best thought. Like oh, what's a superpower? Oh, okay, and then you just do it. Like yeah, the nasty boys are terrible. Okay, but their name are the nasty I boys. Know. <laughs> Oh, they did. They didn't put any thought into them, and were terrible with making them. But they did name them the Nasty Boys. So I can't. I can't have it in our records that the worst villain is Nasty Boys because it, it simply can't happen. So you are DQ'd uh, for worst villain. <laughs> I have Sauron, who just I don't absolutely understand. not. Nobody no. knows who this is. Wrong. They don't like. They just accept- he's no onslaught. He's- I bring you. Ev- oh, <laughs> fucking too far, Mike. <laughs> Cross the line. I Even bring you Ryan evidence knows. one. Evidence A. Uh, who the fuck is Sauron? Uh, this is also Ooh. Cassie's time to talk, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's a cut to of a fucking lever that says explode the mountain. Explode and the you villain. see it close <laughs> up of his hand and he pulls his it. He's the best villain. <laughs> okay. Nobody else thought to do that, Cassie. <laughs> it, 
Where take... was Mr. Sinister and the Nasty Boys then? Sar <laughs> <laughs> on himself. Okay, well, I got screamed at, so I don't think it can be. I don't think I could win that one, and I DQ'd uh, Ryan. So, Mike, that point's going to go to you. Who'd Love it? winning by accident. <laughs> I just got walked a win. Who'd you pick? X Tarantula? The external. The external. The swamp person who was wild. So I, the swamp I Are you allowed to say swamp person? <laughs> no, it's just Florida I come from a people, family right? of swamp people. So. <laughs> okay, now let's go to best villain. Ryan, do I d- did you already mention who your best villain? I think I did. <laughs> it, well, it's not Sora though. It is Mr. Sinister uh, okay. for a couple of reasons. One, just his fucking cocky love of being a villain is you know like Magneto is one of the greatest villains in all of pop culture because of his conviction and how he believes he's the hero and that's so interesting. But Mr. Sinister files his fucking teeth into face. <laughs> he's yeah. committed. That isn't a mutant thing. He, <laughs> he spent time and energy. He fucking loves being a villain. And uh, my evidence for this one is, I think this is early on in the season, he uh, makes Mystique come to an abandoned warehouse in the rain mm-hmm. just uh-huh. to talk to him where they could have called <laughs> each other on the phone. Like They could have Zoomed. There's so, but he was like, no. You have to come to this damp, dark place because that's how villains do. That's what villains do. Have some villain decorum. I do have a nice place. It would be dry in there, but no, we're going to meet here. Okay, that's a very strong contender. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, that one feels a little too obvious to me. Oh, one a little too obvious. Revels in being a villain, almost takes the X-Men down, and also, like, it's... He's so villainous when his government stops being villainous with him, he freaks out on them and tries to take... It's Omega Red. I love this guy so much. He wants to kill everybody. He sucks their energy out. And then the army is helping him. But then when they're like, wait, is this too much? He's like, you're not real Russia then. I say what real Russia is. He's crazy, y'all. He's crazy. This one seems very on brand for Mike. I, I could have called this one. I don't I'd... know what that means, <laughs> but I'm insulted. <laughs> uh, for best villain, I think it's on brand for me as well. And you both are fools for not realizing. It is Puck. Puck, the literal hockey puck of Alpha He's Flight. a hero. <laughs> He's, He's a hero. He's a hero? Yes. Wild. Apple Flight is a heroic team. <laughs> Wild. Okay. Don't remember that episode. I just love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm DQ'd in this one then, so I'm going to give that point to Ryan. Your hatred of short people is really showing its whole <laughs> yeah, ass right now. Just, Fill in. They're terribly written, so I assumed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Short people? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to best battle. Uh, Mike, what do you got for it? In the Puck episode, I do think Wolverine versus Alpha Flight is a dope fight. And it's it's not like da 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 and everybody running at each other. But it's like Wolverine trying to take them all out one by one. It's like the first time you're like, oh, this is what Wolverine's good at. It's like assassin style stuff. It's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. He, uh, every once in a while, they let him show that he is competent and not just crying over a picture frame. And it's surprising. <laughs> or just being an asshole. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for it? <laughs> okay, so I went through all the episodes and... I actually went to Disney Plus and watched a lot of like the last five minutes, and it's nice. not a strong season. Like, yeah. if you remember the the Gambit one, um, mm-hmm. all the bad guys pull guns, and then Jean Grey <laughs> takes their guns away, and then yeah. just falls like, over. Stop. <laughs> so there's the, there, uh, there's a lot of and like they're good for the episode, just bad for this award right. is what I mean. Yeah. Um. So I have to go with Charles. Run around in a circle. And then this T-Rex will look into <laughs> this geyser and then get blown away by smoke. And that is absolutely what happened. I'm going with Magneto and Professor X versus the T-Rex. <laughs> I forgot about the T-Rex looking into the geyser. Oh, that's very strong. 
Um, that should be the next unexpected action figure they made. <laughs> like the, the Wolverine yeah. staring at the picture. <laughs> the guys are trying, or a T-Rex trying to rub its eyes, but it can't because its arms are too short. It's so tiny. Um, for best battle, I just have Miami Mutants where Cyclops and Storm oh, are. Yeah. Just because just they instantly... <laughs> Speedboat. Speedboat. And they just accepted it. They were like, hell yeah, we're in like Miami Vice. Let's just take down these planes. I fucking love... like. We have, we have to spend so many time with characters being like, what is happening? Mm. And those two are like, this is what's going on. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> That's why they're the leaders. <laughs> Let's fucking roll. <laughs> they were like, that water's blue. The sky is purple. I know what I need to do. <laughs> and, uh, but Ryan, it is you. You are right. It's, it's obviously the T-Rex. You're 100% right. Okay, let's move on to season LVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? This one is so goddamn obvious. The season starts with him. It ends with him. Uh, how many flip-flops does he have? He has more flip-flops than a fucking beach shoe store. Uh, it's Morph. Who knows what he's doing? All I know is that he's sucking. Morph is the LVP. <laughs> but his heart's always in the right place. His fart's always in the is right it? place. His heart yeah, is in there. your fucking nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I don't know how to respond. So, Mike, what do you got for it? Uh Barely in this season, which you would think is good, doesn't really help his team, and his solo episode was the worst, and we learned how shitty he is. It's Gambit, man. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how they let this chud on their team over and over and over again. In typical superhero naming fashion, would he be better if his name was Gambit Man? Gambit Man. (laughs) Yes. So we knew he was a man and not a dinosaur. I just thought thought of a different candidate. That I want to, I think I want to replace mine. Do you remember the doctor who was sort of on Beast's side, but sort of not? Oh, and he the was a dick, but <laughs> that guy's side. But no, it's Morph. It's Morph. <laughs> um, Morph is a pretty strong one, but I believe in Morph. Okay, Morph can always. I don't know the future with Morph. He might. He might turn around. Mike's propaganda has gotten into your head. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta respect Morph. Also, I did also have Gambit because you know I fucking hate Gambit. This one is an easy one to play. It's obviously Gambit. He's a terrible character, and honestly, I we we need a fan of Gambit to write in to tell us what <laughs> why people like this guy. What could be redeeming about this guy? So, um, you know the rules here. If it's the same one, the point goes to Mike. All right, the final award for the whole season, season two, is going to be season MVP. Mike, what do you got? I think there's only one obvious choice. He, his parts of every episode were our favorite. He answered everything in the funniest, best way. And when a new caped guy came to town, he went, heard of him, not impressed. (laughs) It is Magneto. He always (laughs) filed his nails anytime Sinister tried an evil monologue. He was so just like, I hate the X-Men but they are worth 10 of you, Sinister. Like, his whole <laughs> attitude was awesome. There's a line in a, the a recent episode of Fantastic... Recent issue of Fantastic Four where uh, Dr. Doom is talking to somebody and somebody, that person's like, uh, I was a god. And Dr. Doom was like, I've been a god. I found it beneath me. That's... <laughs> yes! That is the ultimate in... Like, that's I don't think awesome. you can pass that up in cocky villainous. Like, <laughs> that's sort of, like, the edge. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Magneto's good. Magneto is always there for a good time. And also, he was the one, like, he worked with them, and then they were like, do you want to join up on our team? And he was like, absolutely not. I got my own plan. Yeah. And just peaced out. So <laughs> yeah, you got no. to respect that. <laughs> when we teamed up, it went really well, and we saved the day. But no, I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I will literally float away from this situation. Oh, uh, Ryan, what do you got for it? I, uh... I really, this season really turned me around on one specific character, and that is Wolverine. I think that we calmed down a lot of his tantrums, and mm-hmm. I thought that he did a more, 
thoughtful job of saving the day. Um, there were times where he would literally trash his room and run away. There were times in the first season where Ju- like Jubilee seems so much more mature. The 13-year-old and more th- than the 80-year-old. <laughs> and in this season, where whether he was part of the team or on a side mission, a side mission, Cassie, like side. when he went to Canada, uh-huh. yes. um, that uh, I thought he handled his shit really well. This seems more like the Wolverine that led to the popularity as opposed to the first yeah. season. I think They started to figure him out. Yeah. he. I think you guys did do... I think I'm just going to disqualify myself because I did go with Storm because she is the only competent one. But I do respect that they did like you guys found the other people who actually did stuff like it's it's easy to go with Storm because it is always Storm. But um, I think I'm going to give that point to Ryan because they did actually they did something with him. The boy grew. And I hope I hope <laughs> not height wise. Still five foot one. No, At least still like short. point like maybe why Cassie doesn't like him. because She hates <laughs> short people. As is canon and has been established. Um, all right, guys, this was a big one. There's a lot on the line here. Um, I only got one point for the whole of season two, wrap up one, so I'm feeling good about it. Uh, and I think you guys are going to love this. You guys tied three points each. Oh, Look at friend. you, you're both winners here. That feels like cheating. You're both the winners of season two. Um, can I go through these real quick just to make sure I got I wrote them down correctly? Uh, of course you can. So Wolverine is the season MVP. Gambit is the season LVP. Mm-hmm, that tracks. Uh, T-Rex is the best battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who was the best villain again? Definitely not Puck. I DQ'd myself. It was Mike's, right? Was it? No, I did Omega Red. Okay, so Mr. Sinister? Mr. Sinister. Yeah, Sinister. Worst villain? The External. Uh, best costume, Mr. Sinister, and best side mission, Beast Blind Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Really bringing it strong with Beast Blind that Girlfriend. Was the best <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the side mission of love is always worth a good mention. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a tagline for the podcast. <laughs> All right, you guys, that's all the time we have to talk about X-Taz this week, though. We will still be talking about it next week, of course, because we will not let it die. Um, That is it for this episode, though. So, Mike, can you tell us about some websites? Go to yourpopfilter.com to find everything we create. Put a little slash Amazon there, making your popfilter.com slash Amazon. That is how you shop. We got to get Jeff Bezos back in space again, so shop that way, and he can do it. Cybersprout.net is our friends and your partner for the digital world. Go there to help them help you make a website. Go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter to get all the other content we make. You give us a little something, we give you a little something, something. That's patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. I respect the voice. Thank you for bringing that out at the end, especially for Patreon. That's going to get the patrons. Uh, Ryan, can you tell us about the other shows? Cassie, the first of the other shows that I want to bring up is Doing Bits, a Love yeah. Island podcast that right now is exclusively <laughs> on Spotify because we're, we have a contract and they paid us hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars. Hundreds I know, of millions. I know uh, Call Her Daddy got all the headlines, uh-huh. but we got picked up in that same well, wave of Spotify. I think Call Her Daddy only got $65 million, So There was at least yeah. a couple of hundred millions left over to go for doing bits. Uh, I, uh, they gave us $10. I have officially <laughs> listened to the first episode. Uh, same. Mike has asked for notes. Should we do that right now? Oh, on air? Yeah. Oh, on air, <laughs> mid-credits notes for another show. I love it. This is what the people came for. I think so. We'll save it, though. We'll save them. Uh, so Do A Bits is on Spotify. Let's let Mike fucking swelter in that tease. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, also Movie of the Year is the podcast where me and Mike and our good friend Greg try to figure out what is me this. Me and Mike and our good friend Greg. I, yeah, as soon as I, that came out of my mouth, I felt that rhythm. Uh, the Beastie Boys rhythm of speaking. 
Um, trying to figure out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. That's movie of the year. And then, of course, Unnatural 20s, where Cassie and not Mike and not Ryan try to figure out how to roll the dice in order to get through their 20s. Unnatural it's- 20s, movie of the year, and doing bits all on Spotify. But most of them are on every other thing, too. Yeah, only <laughs> one's got the exclusive. Uh, Mike, can you tell us about social media? At your pop filter on Instagram, on Twitter. If you love Gambit, Hit us up on those and let us know why, and we will call you out, you fucking freak. Honestly, if you love Gambit, reach out. We must find you. Um, we also, What's your deal? What's up, bro? Um, if you love Gambit, you might only email. We got an email. It's contact at your pop filter. Uh, next week, we got a big episode. It's what I think everybody's been waiting for, what we've been waiting for. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> it's I, huge. Like, I, we have been trying to do this since, like, for, like, years. Um... Before the what was that Marvel six one six show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that show only jacked us up more. I think that was the only actually like good episode of that. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I like the Squirrel Girl best. Play one. Oh, the toy like photographer. Oh yeah. Uh, no, that was cool. Okay, there's some good. Okay, some good so maybe some But yes, we have. I'm sorry, Cassie. Keep going. Yes, everything <laughs> everyone's been waiting for. We are going to review the Japanese Spider-Man show. Um, if you haven't seen clips, look up clips. Get excited for this. We're going to be reviewing four whole episodes of this. Oh, and if you want to um, prep for it, the way that we finally did it was it's on archive.org. So you can, oh. you can legally download a torrent or stream it from archive.org, which Legal has torrent? a ton of stuff. Yeah, torrents are not it's, necessarily illegal. Yeah. What? Come on, bro. Legal but murder? I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Are right. you? Nope. Simply have to end the show now for Mike. I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.